Hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast episode 29. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Last week, we spoke about all things paper. Hopefully, you've been able to develop a system around mail, kids' schoolwork, and kids' artwork. If you need more support, come on over to the free Facebook group at tinyurl.com forward slash Moms Overcoming Overwhelm. Also, thanks to your support, I'm so close to reaching my goal of 100 five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts by April 1st. At the time of recording, I have 15 more to go to reach my goal. Once I hit 100, I'll be doing a fun giveaway for my listeners. So if you haven't already, leave your written five-star review and thanks so much for your help. This week, I'm thrilled to be talking to Desiree Endress. Desiree is a wife, mom to two girls, and the host of the top-rated podcast, Minimalish, where she encourages her listeners to pursue a less cluttered, more intentional life. What I appreciate most about Desiree is that she's more interested in how our homes feel rather than how they look. When it comes to decluttering, it's not about how little stuff you can own, but about how to live with more intention and purpose. And today we're talking about how to allow kids to be, well, kids with all the mess that can come with crafts and pillow forts and tea parties with 50 stuffed animals while not going crazy or feeling like we'll never get out from under the mess. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's conversation with Desiree Endress. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Well, hi, Desiree. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So we connected over Instagram and then actually I was blessed to be a guest on your amazing podcast, Minimal-ish. And if anyone listening to my podcast hasn't already listened to your podcast, I don't know what they're doing. So they just need to go (laughs) over when we're done with this chat and listen. um, I've been so inspired by you and you're one of my podcast mentors, one of my minimalism mentors, if that's a thing. So I'm just really um, excited to chat with you. And I was hoping you could introduce yourself a little bit about you, your family, and just kind of how you spend your days, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, well, I was loved having you on the show um, and grateful that you enjoy my podcast as well. Um, Yours is fantastic. And I'm so glad that you started one. So I am a mom to two girls. I have a five-year-old and an almost eight-month-old. And I just spend my days right now, um, you know, podcasting and being home with them. And it is wonderful. I absolutely love it. And 
um, before that, I, I just left my teaching job. So I also have a teaching background as well. Yes. And I think it's awesome and a real testament to how you've been able to focus you and your husband focus on what's most important for you and your family that you were able to make that shift to full-time podcasting and momming and all the things. So congratulations. That is a very exciting achievement, I guess. And just being able to say, okay, I want to be able to, you know, spend the time at home and really like pour into my family, pour into this community that you've built with the podcast. So that's just really amazing. And speaking of just sort of your journey, I actually don't know much about your journey. And I know you know about mine because that's what we spoke about when I came on your podcast. But if you could bring us back to kind of what things were like and where you were when you realized that something needed to change as far as the overwhelm you were feeling or just realizing you're drowning in stuff, everyone kind of that I've met at least reaches this kind of tipping point where they realize, okay, yes, I need to make a change. So can you bring us back to that time and what the catalyst was for you decluttering and simplifying? Yeah. So it was probably about five and a half years ago. No, four and a half years ago. Sorry. I was like, wait, that's before my daughter, four and a half years ago. Um, my daughter was, you know, a little younger than six months old, my oldest daughter. And we were, living in Virginia. So I had my first child without um, much family around and much help. And I was brand new to motherhood, obviously, and feeling somewhat overwhelmed by it because I had just made the transition uh, to go back to work at the time. And I was only working part-time, but the days that I was home almost felt more overwhelming. Um, I wanted to be home with her. So there was that aspect of it, but I didn't really know what it was. I just, you know, I think there's part of that that's normal, that feeling overwhelmed when you're a brand new mom um, or, you know, <laughs> whenever, five years into motherhood, there is a, a part of motherhood that can be overwhelming for many of us. But I was sitting at my house, uh, probably with messes all around me. <laughs> and I was waiting for my husband to get home. It was in a busy season. Uh, it was his wrestling season, which he is a uh, full-time, well, he's a full-time teacher, but he's also a wrestling coach. So in that season and during wrestling season, the days are super long because um, he doesn't get home until, you know, after 6 p.m., leaves super early in the morning. So I was just trying to pass the time and I put on the minimalism documentary I enjoy documentaries and I just saw it on Netflix. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so I put it on and I was captured by it right away. I paused it, waited till my husband got home and played the rest of it. And it's funny because he kind of naturally tends to being a tidier person in general. And I was the opposite of everything in that documentary. <laughs> and so I realized for sure that I needed to make some kind of change. It appealed to me right away. And he just was all for it because I think, you know, there's always, not always, but there, a lot of times there's those opposites in a marriage <laughs> and he had spent the first four years of my marriage uh, or of our marriage adjusting to me and my messes and just kind of my chaotic way of being. So just seeing that I knew that, you know, there was a different way to do things. And it wasn't about the fact that I just like wasn't good at organizing or I was didn't love cleaning. It was more so, well, if I have less stuff, then it's going to make a huge difference. And so we decluttered right away within 
about 10 days because we were about to be on our spring break for school. And so we were both off for like two weekends and a whole week. And we decluttered as much as we could. And then we decided to move shortly after. Um, And we kind of made this decision to take a leap and move back to where my family was, which is Pittsburgh. Um, And we made that decision, I think, partially because of minimalism, because it wasn't just about letting go of stuff, but we were also starting to question, like, what are our values? What do we really want? Um, We don't actually, we, we can scale down our budget too, so that we can make this leap and kind of trust that it's going to work out. And, you know, I can stay home. So I stayed home for a little bit at that point too. So minimalism just really made us question everything and change our lives in such a big way. And I would say that it's been such a journey for me because I am really fighting against a lot of things um, that I like naturally am. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm adopting minimalism and it's a fight all the time. But what was a fight for me was just seeing like the image of what minimalism is online. And a lot of times what you'll see is just these perfectly tidy homes. And no matter how much less stuff I have, that is not me (laughs) because I still am, you know, I've developed such better habits that over the years, because minimalism can come along with routines and all kind of other good things, but I still am a messy person. So that has been kind of the biggest part of my journey is just, you know, slowly letting go of more things. Um, when we moved, we let go of a lot more things and then we moved again and let go of a lot more things. So it's, it's been quite the journey of just like always paring down, um, always kind of reevaluating how much do we need? And also just deciding what does minimalism look like for us? Because at first I thought it had to look a certain way. Um, and I realized that that it was not going to be that way for me. Yeah. There's so much in your story that I resonate with. Uh, I think first of all, what a blessing that your husband was kind of on board from the beginning. I know that you speak to a lot of um, people, a lot of women, that that's like one of the first questions you always get, right? How do I get my how do I get my spouse on board? And it's great to kind of be realizing, okay, this is a way that we can live out our shared values and kind of being able to just sort of jump into it. And also with your moves, that's always a good motivator, right? To get rid of stuff because you don't want to have to move everything place to place if you don't, you know, think it's important, but also, and I know this is kind of the, um, one of the bases of your concept of minimalish that you talk about in your podcast, that it doesn't have to be this perfectly, you know, curated thing. I always joke when someone's like, well, I'm not really a minimalist. I mean, I guess I'm kind of, I don't know if I could call myself one. And I say, well, you didn't get the membership card in the mail. Cause I got one. <laughs> Because it's just like, as a joke, just like, no, you're not like arriving at this certain place if you have like the Pinterest perfect home, but it's just more, you know, what's getting in the way of the life that you want to live and how to, how do you remove that so you can actually, you know, enjoy regardless of the season of life that you're in, or in our case, season of motherhood, um, you want to be able to enjoy it as much as you can, knowing that you can't control every circumstance and babies aren't going to sleep and there's going to be all of these issues, but at least um, you're able to make these decisions like, yeah, I want to live closer to family. Um, I want to be able to 
you know, maybe work at home, those types of things. And it really um, gives you that, that freedom. And I didn't prep you for this question. So if you're like, I don't know, that's fine. (laughs) But I'm curious over your journey, like something that you've learned about yourself and maybe it is just like kind of fighting against that tendency that you were saying that kind of, you can be uh, messy naturally, but you're able to adopt new habits. And also what have you learned about your kids uh, over the past, you know, four and a half years uh, as you've been adopting this new lifestyle? Yeah, I think the one thing I've learned about myself is that I need to work with myself. So I kind of talked about how I can be often find myself fighting against myself with things like decluttering or trying to make these routines. But I, I mean, I think we all do. We, we have to learn about ourselves and know ourselves so that we can find things to, that are actually going to work for us. And that doesn't mean we can't aim to grow and change, but we can help ourselves along that journey by doing things that are going to actually help us get there instead of trying to adopt these practices that are totally against like who we are and maybe our abilities. So I've learned that a lot in just different ways that I have tried to adopt routines and tried to, especially like cleaning routines and things like that. I've learned that obviously I need to have less stuff in certain areas of my life, like my closet. If I have more than like a handful of items in my closet, that doesn't mean I only have a handful of clothes, but those are just like the things that I'm rotating at the time. It's just going to be a mess in there. It just doesn't like I do not spend my time hanging up all of my clothes if I have a lot of them uh, and I'm not going to. So it's just little things like that that I've just decided to accept and work with myself. So that's one thing. I also, I just wrote this down this morning. I was reflecting on uh, the previous year that I've also learned that I am not really good at just like going along with something that doesn't fit in with my values. Like I was, after I had my second daughter, I was still teaching and I just thought I was going to make that work. But I really value being home with my kids when they're little. And I did the first time around stay home with her for a a little over three and a half years. And I just, I value that so much. And it was really hard for me to work against that. So even though we have to make these lifestyle shifts because of it, um, it's worth it. So that's just something, I don't know if I would have learned that without minimalism because with minimalism, we realize like, okay, we can downsize. We don't need to have fancy things. Um, we can shift our lifestyle and still be happy because that's not where happiness comes from. With my oldest daughter, she, I guess, you know, something I have learned and seen with her is that anytime we declutter her room and it is tidy, she will play so much better in there. She may, she will make a huge mess in the process, even with less stuff, but she loves the peace of that space. And I see the same thing. Like when we wake up first thing in the morning, the house is most of the time somewhat tidy because we just tidy it up in the evenings and she gets stuff out right away and plays with her crafts and um, plays with whatever, you know, toys she decides to play with that day. So I've seen that. And I think that's probably true for most kids. Uh, It's probably not unique to her. And that just encourages me that 
we can continue to keep a lower amount of toys in our house because it's going to be beneficial um, for our kids. Yeah, I have experienced the same. I am, I guess, what's called a highly sensitive person. I'm very sensitive to my environment. And I think before minimalism, if you would have told me, hey, when you become a mom, you're going to have, you know, a basement where all the toys are going to be out and you're stepping on everything, I would have said, oh my gosh, I can't handle that. But since we have less, I can look at all of that and I can eyeball it and know, okay, well, that's going to be a five minute cleanup or that's going to be a 10 minute cleanup. And I don't worry about it as much. And that has been a real blessing, not only for me, but then also for the kids, because I don't know about um, your oldest daughter, but when my boys, I tell them it's time to clean up, all of a sudden their bodies become wet noodles and they can't use their limbs anymore. Yes. (laughs) And they're like, mommy, we need you to help. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And no amount of like trying to make it fun and clean up songs and everything have really, you know, done much for us. But knowing I look at it and I go, okay, this is a five minute job. It's okay. And I wanted to kind of move into this concept that you had talked about in one of your episodes. It really resonated and stuck with me is this concept of wanting kids to be able to show their creativity and really express themselves through play, through crafts and those types of things. But this tension of that, we want to have this tidy home, not a perfect home, (laughs) not a pristine home, but a tidy home and sort of our level of cleanliness, you know, whatever that is for us. And it's hard to kind of temporarily at least let go of that and let them just sort of make the mess of the whatever, you know, glitter. And (laughs) I'm trying to think of the hardest things to clean up. Like for us, it's like (laughs) kinetic sand. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a tablecloth down and then you have to keep it on the table, please. And meanwhile, sand is everywhere. And um, I just would love to hear about how you personally have experienced that tension and then what you've done about it in your own life um, that might help a mom out there that gets very overwhelmed by the messes. So I can relate to this struggle so much. I only have one child making the messes right now, but she makes, she can make so many messes. It's like, it's very impressive. (laughs) She can mess up our entire house in a day at home. (laughs) And part of that, I question like, okay, could we pare down more? Yes, we could. And I had this moment where I actually was getting rid of some of her preschool things. And the next day she asked me, she didn't ask for anything specific that I threw away, just like papers, you know. Um, But she asked if she could start taping her like preschool papers to her door. And (laughs) I was just thinking like, you know, of course we can't keep every single paper they bring home, but some of these things that I think are a mess, like the like craft that she cut out that I don't even know what it is. She sees them as important to her and they're not going to be important to her for like forever and probably not even for a month, but in the moment they're important to her. And so I just, you know, I, I started to get this shift my mindset around what minimalism needs to look like in my house in this season. And I have learned that mess does affect me for sure and affect my productivity, but I've lived that way all of my life. So part of that is I can tolerate it. And I, I think I, 
can tolerate it less and less uh, as I get older, but I've had to kind of tell myself like, we're going to have to tolerate it a little bit in this season and just let go a little bit. So with that said, my at the end of the day, my house, if she's home all day, um, other days she goes to preschool, but if she is home all day and we are home all day, my house will have a total mess on our table uh, because that's where she does her crafts and she'll come back to it, back and forth to it. Um, and usually there's something in the living room of some sort baby friendly, typically, uh, <laughs> so that she can crawl on the ground um, on the living room floor. And sometimes during my baby's nap time, I'll work a little bit and she just comes in the room with me. So in my bedroom, which is where my office is right now, she makes a whole neighborhood of stuffed animals. So by the end of the day, there's like a little bit of mess sprinkled almost in every room. And before that used to bother me a lot. And sometimes it still does. And I'm just like, how, how is this even possible? Even you know, if we are decluttering and having less stuff, there can still be mess everywhere. But the things that have helped me is one, I have to realize that this is just a season. And I will literally repeat that to myself. Like this is a short season. Um, Two, I have kind of an easy cleanup for every area. And it is not organized. Like I reorganize it every once in a while, but it cannot be organized or else she can't keep up with it. And I definitely can't even keep up with it either. Um, so our craft closet, like there is an organizational system, but by the end of a month or however often I get to reorganizing it, it will look a total mess, but it's, it's a way it's behind a door in the closet. So at the end of the, we kind of have these little bins and at the end of the day or earlier in the day, if we get a chance to, we'll just put all the craft stuff in this bin even if it doesn't match and we just shove that in there and then she just takes the same bin out and, you know, periodically we will reorganize it. Uh, same with, you know, most of her toys are just kind of, we categorize them to a certain amount, but they're just in bins so that she can help put them away. She does the same thing though, and says that she, it's impossible for her to do it. <laughs> and I just try to come alongside her and show her that like, all we have to do is just throw it in this bin. It's not, it's not that hard. And, and sometimes she, you know, remembers that, but I think that's the biggest thing that has been helpful to me is just being able to have it behind a closed door or at least in a bin, you know, sometimes at the end of the day, there's Barbies in a bin in our hallway to go back to her room and they don't get back to her room. So it's, it's not a huge deal um, to me of that. It's just the fact that it's off the floor and it's put away. So that's the main thing that I've done that's been able to help me is just have a very loose system to clean this stuff up. Another mindset shift that I've had to have is, and I'm still kind of in the process of this one, is I always want her to clean up what she's doing before we go to the next thing. And I'm sure that that is, you know, advice someone's given as a good practice. And it's a good practice in our lives that we would clean up something before we go on to the next thing. But it never goes well when I'm trying to force her to clean up something before she goes on to play with the next thing. And I just think like if someone was trying to do that to me when I was eating lunch and then like hurrying up to get to work, I'd be annoyed. Like, I don't have time for this. And that's probably what she's thinking in her head. Like she's so excited to play with the next thing that I'm just kind of hindering her creativity by asking her to clean up this mess. So I try to tell myself like, it's going to be okay. By the end of the day, you know, either she's going to help me or if we don't get to that, like it is going to be on me and my husband, but it's quick. It's always quicker than we think it is. Yeah. I love that. I, um, 
For me, it is remembering, like you said, that it's only a season. And for me now, my youngest is going to be in kindergarten in the fall. And that's going to be huge as far as the amount of time, not only that I get to focus on my pursuits, which is nice, but on the flip side, the amount of time that they're home and playing, you know, and I'm the type of person that when they're like, mommy, can we make a fort? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I like cringe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, I just think about like all the pillows everywhere and the blankets and like all of the stuff. And that's so great to just kind of remember, okay, this is just a season. We just realized with my son, my oldest, he's six and a half. And my husband the other day goes, he's halfway to being a teenager. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. I can't deal with it. And so really having that perspective and just knowing that super hyper organization is not always feasible. That kind of goes back to that perfection mentality that I've really tried to not listen to the, the voice in my head that's going, you know, for the craft stuff. Well, all of the, um, the craft sticks have to go in this bag and all of the googly eyes have to go in this bag. <laughs> It's like, no, just get it in the generally the right place and put it in the cabinet and be done with it because they have more important things they want to do. We have more important things we want to do. And again, you're not going to have the minimalism decluttering police knocking on your door and being like, ma'am, I think that your craft supplies are not organized. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, I feel I find that she enjoys her like messy craft bin. She always finds something like she finds some kind of treasure to make something with. And, you know, I think to that tension of feeling like frustrated in the middle of the mess, like it might not go away. It, it doesn't for me. It's just realizing like, OK, I, I can tolerate this and it's OK. And reminding myself of that when I'm starting to feel like stressed out and anxious because it, it does make me feel that way, especially forts when there's forts everywhere but it's just like okay well right now nobody's coming to my house like I'm not trying to entertain and make a cozy environment for anyone else but us here and to her that fort is the cozy fun she wants to have right now so it's just like it's it is fighting that tension daily sometimes but I think as you continue to do it it gets easier and you just you know let go relax a little more as, as you, as it goes. Yeah. I think also when you have decluttered and kind of simplified things also with your schedule, like when you have margin in your day and you have that physical margin in your home, then you're not so fixated and stressed about all of that. And that allows you to have the conversation with yourself, like, okay, it's okay. It's just a season. And you're not so already how at least I get so wound up that you're just like not wanting to hear it. Like, no, it is a big deal. And I don't want these messes all over my house. Like, I don't want to be that mom with that energy um, around my family. And so it is just remembering like, I, you know, we don't entertain very often at all. So it's like, well, who, who is coming over? Probably another mom who totally understands yeah. <laughs> if things are messy, they don't care, you know? And so it's just, kind of gives you more of that freedom to enjoy your kids at this age and stage rather than being focused so much on, you know, the perfection side of it, yeah. which can always cause problems. Um, well, I want to wrap up and ask, I guess, first of all, where everyone can connect with you if they're living under a rock. 
and they don't know where you are. Um, if you could share that and just anything else that you have going on or want to share with the listeners. Sure. So I am on Instagram at Desiree.Andries, my first name and last name. And then um, you can find me at DesireeAndries.com is my website where kind of everything lives. But the podcast is minimal-ish on any platform that you listen to podcasts. Uh, so yeah, come find me there. Um, right now, just like thinking of things going on in my world and minimalish, uh, I'm like releasing a second version of a journal that I put out a long time ago. That's just kind of like a morning journal, uh, that helps you set up your days intentionally because I, that's what I talk a lot about too, is just like how minimalism applies, applies to our mindset and our days, uh, rather just than our stuff. Well, I will put all of that in the show notes and very excited for your, the next version two, I guess, of the uh, simple morning list to come out. It is simple morning list, right? Yeah. yeah right? I didn't okay. even say the name of it. Okay. I want <laughs> to make it. sure I had it right. Um, so I'll link to all of that. And otherwise, thank you so much for joining me. And you've been such an inspiration to me. This has really been a treat. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.